When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or check them out at Phoenix Rods on Instagram. Check out Viking Heads at Viking Head Bait Co. on Instagram or Viking Heads on the internet. Today we have Trevor Weeks, which is uh, Real Tweaks. Trevor worked at Shimano. He worked at Daiwa. He was the real maintenance guy. He, uh, He's done a ton of people's reels. He does my reels. He does all kinds of people's reels. He's got a lot of great information on how you need to maintenance them, especially the saltwater guys. You know, everyone uh, has their opinion on how you need to rinse it off or how we salt away all kinds of shit. You know, I didn't even I've been doing it wrong. So uh, he kind of gives us a little uh, tips on uh, rinsing our reels down, uh, you know, maintaining them correctly. Little things, uh, even tips on reels that he likes, and uh, you know some some issues with reels that he he doesn't like. So um, yeah, thank you again. Check him out if you need real maintenance. Check out uh, Real Tweaks. It's on Instagram, and uh, I think he has a one week turnaround right now. So if you want to get your real maintenance, do it now. Um, this month's Patreon sponsor is Eighty Six Baits. Thank you, Matt, for sponsoring. Uh, it's three Andromeda, so you guys have the Nick Head one chance, the uh, Bobby BD two chances at the Andromeda. Thank you again. Um, five star review would be great on iTunes. D- uh, greatly appreciate that. And uh, we got some more good guests coming up. I'm gonna have some more salt guests coming as well. Uh, Calico guys, you name it. And um, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, I hope you guys like this episode. I've um, been banging out the Viking Heads shit. I got a ton more stuff uh, lined up to release and uh, working on how I'm going to do this studio, the podcast studio as well. So we'll see how that goes. If I can get it all set up correctly, I, I might start doing video again and put it on YouTube. All depends how I, I can uh, make this work at the new house. So hope you guys like this episode. Again, give Trevor a follow, uh, Real Tweaks. Uh, get your reels done by him. He's great. And I hope you guys like this episode. Later. All right. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today, we have the guy that probably serviced a reel. 
<laughs> over the last <laughs> 10 years. Um, Trevor Weeks, LBC Tweaks, right? Uh, yeah, Real Tweaks. Real, is it Real Tweaks? Okay. Yeah. Real Tweaks. So I met Trevor from the SBS tournament, and then one time he helped doing some molding, so I gave him all my tools to bang it out at his house. Oh, that's <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back, <laughs> dude, that was like four or four, five years yeah, ago. That, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy yeah. story I'll have to tell you about, too, when yeah. we got into that place. Do you still live there? Yeah. Did, was there issues? Uh, no, just getting into it. Well, so, really? Yeah, we uh, we had just had my daughter. Uh-huh. COVID hit, oh. and we got evicted. Shit, at your old spot. Yeah, we were renting, and the person who owned the place, uh, the couple, they were in their 90s, and one of them passed away. The kids wanted to sell, and somebody came in with a cash, off, cash 10-day escrow, get the fuck out. Dude, and, Yeah, so, so with a newborn, we were kind of like, okay, are we going to rent? Are we going to lease? Or are we just going to buy something? Yeah. So we bought that place, and you remember seeing it. It yeah. was, dude. You did a lot of work, dude. It was crazy. We walked in. First thing I noticed was what you helped me with yeah. getting the the baseboards. Whoever owned it before put door casing as yeah. the baseboards, dude. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I, dude, I definitely appreciate you helping. Yeah, me no get problem. All that I just stuff. was like, "Fuck it, I got a truck, dude. I don't give a shit." And I'm like, "You need tools?" You're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I got everything. I yep. don't give a fuck." Because it's it half the time your tools just sit there. Sure. I'm like, I you'll use them every like four months. And after, I, this is the fourth house I've been in. So it goes yeah. house to house. <laughs> then you finally get in the house where you don't got to build everything. And uh-huh. it's fucking done. And you're like, thank God. Yeah. You know, in the last house, I built fucking a ton. So I just had these tools I just keep. And if someone wants to borrow them, I'm like, fuck yeah, it, was, man. That was rad. Yeah. It saved um, me a trip up to Ventura to get <laughs> my tools, you know. Right. Fuck yeah, dude. So, um, so let's talk about like uh, where you grew up and stuff, fishing, stuff like sure. that. Uh, so I grew up in Ventura. I was there until right after graduation of high school. Uh, all the smart smart people who had their lives together moved out and went to college. <laughs> so it was just us knuckleheads. Did you fish up there at the time? I did. Not fishing so different up there, especially now. Like, do they have spotties up there now? Yeah. We never had spot. I fished that harbor daily they didn't years. have them then no. huh uh-uh. not a single one i didn't even know what a spotty was because back then there wasn't even instagram okay you know you know and yeah yeah and so i heard people who would come down to san diego or whatever and then come back and yeah they have these bass in the harbor and I'm like that's fucking weird what are you talking about yeah. you know because in the harbor up here or in ventura you'd get some flatties and yeah giant jack smelt and that's about it it's really? perch you know yeah um but now my buddy's up there catching catching spotties so dude they're using fly gear on no way. to catch spotties the up only there. person i've seen fish it a lot is daniel from redemption yeah uh, he fishes it a ton yeah yeah and then the guys from um addicted to fishing okay Osti and and um the twins they they all fish up there and Dude, they get some good ones, but yeah, I, I trip out on the the fly gear. I mean, yeah. those things pull so hard. Oh yeah, it must gear. be so fun. Are that who does the Vaughn? Is it that does the calico? I'm not sure. Uh, he does the guide service. Oh, the is it a calico syndicate? Or I think guy did yeah, that yeah. too. And now I'm like, dude, I can't so imagine gnarly. a fly rod, dude. Like you'd have to have like the heaviest yeah, weight possible. Right? You know, no, it's super cool. So you grew up there. Uh, I grew you up- were into punk rock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Yep, back in the day. Um, yeah, I grew up up there. Most of the fishing we did was uh, I fished a lot with my dad. 
uh, we did a lot of trout fishing. Okay. We'd go up to Mammoth and Onion Valley and, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, fish casitas some, but I've just never been a big green bass guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't think I have the patience for it. Yeah, um, Calico, Cabazon, Sheephead, you could get that stuff from the jetties. And Were you fishing off the jetties then somewhat? Mainly, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, I was pretty much tied to either my bike or skateboard getting okay. around, so it was just whatever was within access. Mm-hmm. The pier was okay, but it's a pier. You yeah. know, you got a bunch of people out there that have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> you know, so it just, uh, we, we usually stuck to the, the jetties and and the docks and the harbor mm-hmm. um surf fishing was good too they get some big perch up there um yeah so pismo i know a little farther up north it was the surf fishing was really good i heard it can get really good up like there. big perch and yeah. stuff yeah yep so yeah. I, I remember watching videos of dudes transferring from uh green bass because it was so bad at uh the lakes up there like sure. lopez and stuff yeah they would go and fish the perch and stuff and it was yeah. like we don't have anything so this is what we're doing now you know Dude, insane perch fishing santa cruz island oh really from the island from the shore yeah oh, from, no yeah. way dude. so my dad lived on the island when he was younger he was like a hunting guide and worked oh, no at way. the yeah at the main ranch um that was owned by stanton he lived out there so we still had ties even after the park service did their thing to it mm-hmm. um so I, I was able to go out there with him a few times and the perch fishing out there is insane. How's the calico from the shore? From the shore, really tough. Really? From the shore, Man. it's tough. There's a lot of really thick kelp. Okay. So if you're going to do it from the shore, it's like you, you hook something, you give it as much slack <laughs> as you can. They'll go straight into the kelp yeah. and then you leave slack and you just wait for them to come back out and then you try and put the wood to them. Yeah. But it, it's tough, dude. It's really rocky and there's a lot of kelp. And, yeah. Um, there's certain beaches out there that are easier than others, but it's, it's, it's tough, but it's rewarding when you get a good one. Did they close the, the island down or how did that work? You know, I'm not sure where it's at now. I know you can go out there on Island Packers for like day trips and stuff. Okay. Um, but, I'm not sure. I'm not sure other than that. Okay. Yeah. I never even heard about like, you don't hear about it much up here, down here as much as up there. There's from a boat though. Santa Cruz has some of the better calico fishing around. Have you fished there in a small boat? Yes. Really? How far is it from the shore? Crazy. Uh, It's, it's a short trip. It's not bad. Same as Catalina or something. Yeah. I mean, as far as exact mileage, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but the island's, big dude it's like 99 square miles oh, it's a big island yeah. there's a lot of a lot of good structure you can fish have you fished anacapa as well i have um that's a sh- even shorter trip yeah right? that's yeah. super quick <laughs> i mean uh i'm sure if my parents are listening to this they're gonna get really mad but we used to take inflatable skiffs over there and just strap our boards to the side of it and then just how long would it take you to get the there channel. I couldn't even tell you at this point. We were <laughs> 14 or 15 years old, just oh, hauling ass across the channel, you know, and just a little inflatable That's in our scary. wetsuits, you know. That's scary. Um, the surfing was great then, huh? I mean, I was never very good at it. All my friends were. Really? But I, I just wanted to go, yeah. <laughs> you know, do do something else. Yeah, I was, I was never coordinated enough to do any of that. Just hang out with your buddies. Yeah. Drink yeah. some beers. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you decide to move down here? Is after school? Uh, yeah. So it was, uh, I moved down here probably 2000, 2009, okay. I'd say. There just wasn't anything to do. Everybody left town. It's a small little community. You mm -hmm. know, everybody left and, um, it was just getting into trouble pretty much. Yeah. And I had some friends that moved down to, uh, go to Long Beach state. Okay. And one of them was a really close friend. It was a girl. And, um, she called me one day and she's like, how would you like to, you know, move down here with me and five of my sorority sisters? I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I was literally there tomorrow, <laughs> you know? So it was, uh, it was cool. I mean, um, they wanted a guy in the house, obviously. Um, just in case something sure yeah. and something breaks they have somebody who can fix it and you know so and she was like a sister to me yeah, so it wasn't yeah. you know but um oddly enough that's the house where i wound up meeting my wife so oh no way her yeah. friends of a friend or something yeah oh no yeah. way so it was a cool cool deal but yeah i moved down uh, i worked in the the oil fields for a little bit in the refineries no way yeah and then uh got a job at shimano how did that happen from oil fields to Shimano? <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was just one of those things where it was like the oil fields. I had zero free time. Yeah. I mean, you could work a 14 hour shift and then get a phone call to turn around as you're on your way home and work a second 14 hour shift because something broke. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it, it was just a, it was kind of a quality of life sort of decision. Um, and, uh, my, friend Diego was working at Shimano and mm -hmm. said they needed a real tech. And I knew my way around reels at the time. I wasn't doing it like I am now, but, mm -hmm. um, I'd always service my own reels, my friends reels, you know, and I just like to tinker with stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I went in for an interview and got hired on as a temp in the reel repair. Um, did that for a while and then went on to do the phones, customer service. Uh, I was kind of like the, somebody has a technical question. Send them over How did that Trevor. go, dude? <laughs> I can't imagine it was like great. Dude. <laughs> what was the most I, asked question? How about that? Oh, my God. Uh, most asked question would probably be, how do I take my handle off this spinning reel? Because I couldn't figure out that you had to go in the other direction <laughs> to take it off. That's probably the most asked question. Oh, man. But man, I'd get some, some, the phones, it's kind of like keyboard cowboys, dude. It's like, it's that sense of, well, I'm just going to be rude to you because you can't do anything. Or everyone know? thinks they know more than you. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I had people swearing up and down that there's a bail on their bait cast. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's, it's a clutch. Yeah. No, it's a bail. No, it's a clutch. Let me speak to your supervisor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, that that was trying. I, I did phones for Daiwa as well. But, um, after I did that for a while at Shimano, I got moved to do like their warranty and quality assurance okay. type stuff for rods and reels. Um, so, I did so what did you do after like, uh, when someone sent in the warranty, you just have to be like, it did break this way. It didn't break this way. Yes. So <laughs> right when I got put in that position, they decided to go from blanket lifetime warranty like just do it to they came out with this um i think they call it the expediter or something mm -hmm. 
and you basically paid 50% of the value of the rod and got a new rod. Okay. So I was the guy who had to call them and tell them, you're not getting free rod. You have to pay me 50% and then you'll get a rod yes. and then explain to them why. So, um, and they just changed this. So everyone's like, what the fuck dude? Yes. <laughs> I still have people at Shimano that, that work there now and they'll hit me up on Instagram. Like, Oh dude, I see your notes in, in the computer on so-and-so. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, good luck. Dude. Same guys will keep coming back uh, over uh, and over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a guy that he swore up and down that it was a warranty issue and this and that. I'm trying to explain to him like, okay, a puncture wound doesn't just show up on a human. So it's not just going to show up on a rod. Right? Oh, it's puncture. Oh, there was like seven puncture wounds in this thing. And he's like, no, this is a manufacturing defect. And yeah. I'm like, look, I'm trying to work with you, but the rod doesn't just deteriorate and make perfectly sized holes in itself. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, the guy flipped out and wanted to talk to supervisor and this and that turns out he was on his boat an alligator bit the rod. No way. And somehow that was a manufacturing defect. <sighs> Fuck. And I'm like, you should have called. Peter That's still or a something. crazy, like a crazy <laughs> you know? fucking story to have an alligator. Oh, that yeah. must happen a lot down in fucking South. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's crazy. Shit. There's some gnarly stuff down there. How long but, did you take care of that? Did you? Did you? Uh, uh, I probably that was towards the end of my stay at Shimano. How long were you there? I uh, probably probably like five or six years. Okay. I think I started in like 2012. Okay. And then I went to Daiwa in 2017, if I'm remembering that right. Um, so that was towards the end. I probably did that for about a year and a half. Okay. And just got burnt out, <laughs> you know. What made you, did someone ask you to come to Daiwa? Uh, I actually was talking to Casey. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, we were just talking. He said they had an opening and I uh, went in for an interview and um, Shimano was right in the middle of they just bought this new facility on the east coast and they were moving a bunch of positions oh, over you knew there it was coming and, well and i lived in long beach it's out in lake forest like that's a trek to drive back and forth every day there were some days it took me three four hours to get home because i mean that's the oh, i hear thought, you you know yeah. yeah so i was just ready for something else and i was getting tired of getting beat up on the phones and kind of wanted to get my hands on reels again mm -hmm. you know and do something a little bit more um so yeah i, I started at daiwa sometime in 2017 and did phones there for a bit and then i wound up uh running the service department for a while um that was that was cool i mean for a while there i had it down to same day and next day turnaround so you you sit. had that shit locked down i heard now it's like i'm not trying to talk shit but sure it's, it's i heard it's weeks now <laughs> yeah uh most places are it was yeah. um we had it dialed man i i brought johnny over and johnny was he's a great technician mm -hmm. um you know and we we just we had good communication i was able to put people to their strengths um instead of everybody just running around trying to get stuff out um so it took a little while to dial it in, but once it was dialed, I mean, it was, it was smooth for a while and then mm -hmm. COVID hit. So then the supply chain went down. So then, you know, if I don't have the parts to fix it, it sits, you know, so how many reels did you have sitting there? Oh man. Um, 
there were times there was probably 250, 300 reels just because you had no parts. Yeah. But, and that's not including the ones I could work on. That was just stuff I was waiting on parts, Yeah, you know? Um, cause that's the only Daiwa repair facility for the U S you know? So, so you were touching everybody's reels. Yeah, everyone's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the supply chain was, was huge. Cause I mean, if, if one bearing is out of, out of stock and that bearing goes to 90% of the reels, mm-hmm. you shit out of luck, yeah. you know? Um, it's gotten better as far as parts go, but like there's, it's, I feel bad for this dude. He sent me his reel. I've had it since January. The spring's on back order until October. What reel is it? It's a lever drag. It's a two-speed saltist. Okay. But this little tiny spring has been on back order for eight, nine months, you know, and I keep calling and checking in on it and it just hasn't come in. Yeah. I have a pretty good network with the connections through those two companies. I, I have probably 20 places I can call for parts. Okay all of them are back ordered on that one little spring, yeah. you know? So I, and I try and take parts for my own reels too. Yeah. Um, I, I think I only have two reels <laughs> that are fully intact right now, just cause it's like, I want, I want people to get back on the water. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so if I have that spring in one of my reels, I'll pull that reel apart and here you go, dude, you know? Yeah. Go use it. So, um, this was just one of those instances that there's just, there's nothing, nothing I can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he understands. So it's cool, but I still feel bad. You no, know? of course. I mean, but it is what it is. And, and it was probably even worse during COVID. How, what, what made you, uh, want to kind of switch positions and, and leave Iowa to go to COVID COVID made it really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, due to the nature of that position, I was the only one in office every day. <sighs> so, um, and then I had to balance. I could only have two of my guys working at a time because they had to be a certain length away mm-hmm. from each other. And it just got to a point where it was crazy. And then I was getting f- uh, phone calls all hours of the night. And um, sales reps were giving out my personal cell phone number. And <laughs> For what? For maintenance shit? Yeah, questions. Fuck, and dude. It, it just got to a point. It just was, it was too much for, yeah. you know, that at least that time in my life so uh yeah so i just decided i'm just gonna do it on my own and uh opened up real tweaks and mm-hmm. uh it's it's going good that's great so yeah. now, now let's get into the dirty talk okay oh dirty talk yeah now i have a lot of questions about like rinsing your reels shit like sure. this yeah yeah because you hear so many people go oh just a little mist oh uh-huh. just this oh that i've seen some of the fucking reels you've opened up uh, and yep. come, what in the fuck did they do to this reel? <laughs> yeah. So for salt water, mm-hmm. what is your recommendation after you're finished fishing? Okay. It's going to sound uh, a little anal retentive. The best thing you can do, salt or fresh, uh, let's, let's just say we're talking bait caster. Okay. Because that's 90% of what comes through. Yeah. You want to tighten your drag all the way, like as tight as can be. You get a spray bottle. Don't use the hose. Don't use the sink. Don't dunk it. Because the higher the pressure of water, you're actually going to be pushing water into all the drainage ports. Okay. And the way they're designed, it's going to be really hard to get that amount of water out. So you're going to have standing water if you use a hose. or And even fresh water eventually will rust things. Okay. Right? 
So best thing you can do, tighten the drag all the way, light spray with a spray bottle. Don't use salt away. Don't use WD-40. Those will actually cause more problems than they're going to help. Yes, the outside of your reel will look clean. The inside will look like shit. <laughs> WD-40 is a degreaser. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, it's shiny. Well, you just took away all the grease and oil that was in your reel. Now there's nothing protecting it, mm-hmm. you know? So don't use that. Um, Tighten drag, light spray with a spray bottle, just fresh water, and then towel dry it. That, t- that should be fine. And then pull the drag all the way back off. Okay. That's it. Yeah, because, dude, I mean, I've been doing the... F- Last night, we fucking got the reels and just went... <laughs> I mean... Probably dude, pushing salt in there. Dude, to and, be honest... And the person that said the same thing you did yeah. uh, was, I think, Scott Pethall. Okay. He kind of had the same thing, and everyone's like... He said, I don't rinse my reels. I put a little light spray. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, maybe he's got something to it. Maybe he's... You know? I mean, I... I totally get it after a tournament or a long night. Dude, fishing salt just drains you, and you just want to be done. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I've never done it, you know, yeah. but just that's not what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but really, if you do that and then get your reel serviced once a season, that's going to save like 99% of problems. It's the, I haven't serviced my reel in five years, and it's like, now there's a lot of parts you're probably gonna have to replace you know a a service fee once a year it's gonna take 10 11 years to add up to that amount of parts if you just wait five years and service it It makes sense so it's like your car it's (laughs) i I try the oil change bro (laughs) exactly i try and use that um comparison as much as i can because if you think about a car you have gears there's some bearings you know and uh oil grease it's all the same stuff even if your car sits you still need to do an oil change after Mm -hmm. so long you know it's it's the same with a reel that that grease gets tacky and then it starts picking up all the dust and salt and then it starts getting goes from tacky to like gummy um and that's just that's bad (laughs) you know are people using grease instead of of um you know, uh, oil or oil instead of grease either. I see, I see more people using oil instead of grease because they can't reach it and they just dump the fucking oil. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I came across Instagram's funny because it'll just put shit in front of you. That's like, Oh, you like fishing. Here's this guy talking about fishing. You know what I mean? The algorithm or whatever the hell it is. And I came across this guy that's like an FLW pro, (laughs) like legitimate. I'm not going to, say the name obviously but he's like here's what you need to do with your reels and he's like got this reel in front of him and he opens up one of like the little ports on it and he just is squirting (laughs) like the shimano oil in there (laughs) and i'm like okay you're just like that's not going to anything yeah just dumping in there and collecting shit it might feel smooth for a minute but Mm -hmm. as soon as that oil drips off of your gear set it's going to go right back to feeling rough. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can use grease in bearings. There's grease bearings, there's oiled bearings, you know, there's, there's, uh, God, I'm forgetting the word. There's, uh, an exception to every rule. Okay. That's the word exception. Right. Um, but typically 
you want to use oil on the bearings and grease on any metal to metal contact gears sure yes like that. okay um and you don't need a ton okay i some of these reels i open and it looks like a smurf exploded inside <laughs> of it you know a lot of people give blue grease crap blue grease is great i use it a ton but to a certain amount yes you put too much in there now all your metal to metal contact now has this giant glop of grease that's going to start slowing everything down mm -hmm. so more grease isn't always better <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's talk about reels next since you fished shimano and daiwa mm -hmm. um do you ever fish lose you ever fuck with no. lose? No. I mean, I've, I've serviced them. Yeah. And I mean, I've fished a few, but nothing like, I just liked them because I, I have some, the only problem is their drags aren't strong enough. I hope, I think they sell enough good drag or some shit, Sure, but they're bulletproof. Like yeah. I had one in the salt for like seven years mm -hmm. and I didn't have to worry about it a lot. Um, I love Daiwa. Sure. They're my favorite fucking reel ever, but I don't like using them in the salt much. Cause like I did, I changed because me and whack were fishing. And I missed two fish that were big. And if I would have had a, a, a Tatula sure. 300, I mm -hmm. would have fucking pulled those out. And I didn't. Yeah. The drag pulled. And I'm like, fuck. So I did switch over. But my issue is keeping them. I got to maintain them more. That's the thing. You now, know you know a maintenance guy. I do. I, I, have, I have a box, dude, for more moves. <laughs> Remember, I'll I, take I, them, I, dude. I called you. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to bring them by. Okay, yeah. And the box is still sitting there. I'm like, fuck, I'll, I'll grab them on the way yeah. out. You, so, you know a guy, so <laughs> you can get him serviced. So when you're talking about a bulletproof reel, what is one of the reels you're going to pick for? Let's let's talk calico fishing. Calico. A 200 and a 300. 200, I, my absolute favorite 200 size is the Coastal. Okay. The blue and black one, not yeah. the new like titanium-looking blue SV, this or that. The, yes. The old 200 Coastal. That is by far my favorite 200 size reel. What's awesome about it, um, and I've done it for a few people that you've had on your, your podcast, mm -hmm. uh, like C's and um, Cobbs F and a few other people, um, you can change the gear ratios on them. So it only comes in one speed. Was it coming seven to one? I, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, but it fits all the old, it's the Tatula frame. So the spacing allows you to put in the old Tatula gears. So like I have one at five to one for my crankbase. Nice. I have one at 6.3 to one. Yeah. And I have one at seven. Uh, I hardly ever fish eight. Um, <laughs> it's fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's by far my favorite 200 size reel. It gives enough drag, enough line capacity. Everybody thinks you need 300, 400 size. Like when have you ever been spooled? on a calico i did i did change i went on a trip with benny this was like three years four years yeah. ago and i always had you think big rod big reel sure so i'm like fuck i gotta put bigger 300s on there and he's like dude why aren't you putting through he's like do you really need a fucking 300 for a calico you're catching tens every fucking cast you might catch one and that reel will handle it yeah and, and it's like you're right you just put heavier braid and you're good to go you heavy know? braid heavy top shot yeah. just a short little leader and usually the rod's doing a lot of the work for you yeah. you know so you don't you don't need these giant reels um typically i only pick up a 300 if i'm going to clementi right 
you know, for PV, the wall, it's yes. almost all 200s. Yeah. You know, I might have one 300 on for shits and giggles just in case we do something else. But yeah, I agree. Typically, I'm, I'm just fishing the 200s. Um, as far as the 300 size, the Corrado 300E and EJ are my all-time The favorites. older, that's the older The one. green ones. Okay. Yeah. Those things are badass, dude. What made those so so good? They just weren't over-engineered. Is that um, what's happening a lot these days? So when you go to a store and you look at a box, I totally understand why all the companies are doing this. But yeah. when you look at a box, I guarantee you the first thing 99% of people look at is how many bearings does it have? <laughs> I look at the drag how strong a drag is, you know? Yeah. But it needs that, to be 40 pounds, bro. <laughs> I'm not pulling down that. But, but the, the average consumer going in is like, okay, this is, let's, for sake of the conversation, this is a $200 reel. Yes. And it only has seven bearings. This is a $210 reel and it has 11 bearings. They're okay. going to go, f they're going to pay the, the extra 11. 10 bucks for a couple extra bearings. They're just shit bearings, probably. The bearings themselves usually aren't bad. It's the placement of the bearings. Okay. So on your worm gear, you know, your level one, a lot of companies have started putting a bearing on each side of that. That's all fine and well if you're fishing freshwater, throwing big swim baits. Like, mm -hmm. And if you don't have a disengaging level wind, meaning when, when you cast, if your level wind is still moving, even with the clutch engaged, those guys like having those bearings because it will make it move faster. Fishing in salt, if you have a disengaging level one, you don't need bearings there. And mm -hmm. all that's happening because that worm gear, it's actually pushing water towards those bearings. Those corrode so fast. And, and the, new, tiny the newer ones are having those. Uh -huh. So like Daiwa and Shimano? Yep. All brands are starting okay. to do it so they can add um, more bearings per reel. Uh, they have some models that don't. I'm just saying on a national average of all the reels that are out there, right? Yeah. Um, and they like to put a bearing underneath the drive shaft. So that has zero drainage. If water gets in there, it's staying in there. Mm -hmm. And that probably close to 100% of bait casters that I open that have that need it replaced. That's where <laughs> And what sucks is... a. a this is a common misconception. If your reel feels rough, it's your gears. Uh -huh. Most of the time it's not. It's that bearing underneath that drive shaft. Because oh, every turn of the handle, you're going to feel crunchiness, right? Yes. And you automatically think, that's my gears. It's just that $6 bearing. Fuck. You dude. know? Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I do to all of my saltwater reels is I switch as many things out for bushings as I can. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What's your... Uh what is your go-to low-budget Tatula still? Yeah, I like I like the Tatulas. Um, Shimano, I like a lot of their older bait casters. I don't know if it's a style thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong functionality-wise, but um, like the old Sitikas, the old Corrados. The old Corrados, I did notice the newer one and the older one. Actually, it's a Tranks 200. Uh -huh. I didn't like the drag on it. I feel like I could pull right like, you know? Yeah. Dra drag is a very interesting thing. And especially um, as Calico guys locking down their drag uh -huh. and everything, you know? What's really cool, what you can do, I just did it for a guy um, in the Midwest. He fishes, like, the hybrid stripers out there. And um, you can take the, like, the 2013 Metanium 
and put the Corrado 300 EJ drags in it. Nice. So you have a hundred size lightweight reel with the drag of a 300. Damn. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So there's there's stuff you do like all that. this stuff too. Like you have mm-hmm. little up. Do you have a website people can look at with the I upgrades? I don't have a website. I'm. Uh, Technology isn't my my strong suit. <laughs> it's in the works. Yeah. Um, but uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is Instagram. I find it so easy. I can send pictures and videos, and it's it's user friendly enough to where I can figure it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's the easiest way to get a hold of me and ask questions. And um, I'm starting to get the hang of posting reels and videos and whatever. So uh, eventually, I'll have website as well um because i think if people could look and see all these little things you could do to your reels they'd be like fuck yeah i didn't know that you know it's honestly and there's another one too a swim bait one dudes do i forgot what it was i think whack wanted you to do it maybe it was the coastal maybe that was it that was the gear the gear change in the coastal because yeah a a lot of reels you can change gears it's just a matter of finding something that fits because there's such little tolerance in these gearboxes mm-hmm. that if you use a gear that's even slightly too big or slightly too small your reel's just not going to function yeah um so it's just a matter of finding the right thing and unfortunately i just don't have the answer for every reel out there yeah um but if you send it in i can measure it and it might take me a little while but i'll find something that'll fit yeah. you know do you um, service all every reel everything except stella's uh, exist and electric reels. Really? Everything else. Um, the yeah. electric reels gotta be a bitch, huh? Dude, it's, then I gotta start soldering and uh, it's just, it's too much. Your Does be- someone do them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the manufacturer will. Okay. If you, if you send it to Daiwa. Um, Did you send them out when you had them? I, I never owned any. No, when they sent them to you. Oh, no. We, when I was working at Daiwa, we worked on them there. Did you have yeah. to do it there? Yes. So you just don't want to do it because it's a fucking bitch. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just not fucking touching that. <laughs> yeah. And then with the Stellas and the Exist, the parts are too expensive. Oh, okay. Even at a discount, whatever. Um, I remember vividly seeing a brand new Stella that came in and... The guy who did Stella's at Shimano went through six gear sets before it finally felt right. And these are brand new gear sets from the factory. Yeah. At that high end of a reel, you want it perfect. Exactly. So the overhead on that for me, I either have to eat that cost or I have to build the customer. And the customer is going to be like, I could have bought two new Stella's (laughs) for the price of these six gear sets. Yeah. So I just, you're better off sending that straight to the manufacturer they'll take care of you mm-hmm. um you know both shimano and daiwa i can tell you from experience um are great with those higher end reels you know mm-hmm. um i just it's it's not worth it for me it makes sense know? i mean so, I, I wouldn't want to fucking deal with it either <laughs> have you tried have you uh, had to mess with the baits reels yet yes how are those different because i know they're Awesome. Are they pretty good? I actually have. You played with one yet? I haven't. No. I've got one in my truck. I'll, really? I'll, yeah. You can check out. Yeah, I'd love. Uh, I have. I'd love to hear it from your point of view, then a salesman. So know? yeah, for sure. Um, that's actually what sold me on it. It's funny speaking about salesmen, yeah. but uh, I basically had somebody put one in my hand, 
didn't say anything. Shannon. And, no. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Uh, Kevin. Nakata. Yeah. Okay. He uh, he just put one in my hand. Didn't say. Anything. He's just like, what do you think? Didn't tell me he was working with him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing I noticed was the clutch on it is just solid. I, I'm a big proponent of that. A mushy clutch when you're fishing, you're making a thousand casts. It's not only annoying, but it feels like it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. This is like solid and you can feel it like click, click in, in and out okay. of here. Um, and the weight of them is crazy how light they are from really? what they do. Yeah. Um, he's like, what do you think? I was like, oh, this thing's pretty rad. You know, I, I, to be honest, I hadn't heard of baits at yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, and I sat with him and pulled one open and kind of went through it. Um, and I got in contact with them. And so now I'm doing all their warranty and, and service oh, for them yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm kind nice. of like a little satellite shop for them. Nice. Um, cool people, great product. Um, like I said, it, there was nothing there for me to change my, it was purely, what do you think of this reel? And, and it you sold like, me on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, that's cool to hear because I was always wondering, I'm like, I want to hear, they look cool. I just want to hear from someone that can kind of take it apart and go, yeah. okay, this is what I think. Great. That's the, awesome. I'm, I'm I'll hoping. Take a look at them. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it in a yeah, little bit. Yeah. I'll take a look um, at it. I'm hoping they come out with some bigger sizes just because I don't, fish the small size what is it all 200s uh right now it's 100 and 150 okay so um if they get into the 200 and 300 and 400 yeah i'm probably going to switch out quite a few of my reels they're solid dude nice yeah Yeah. i'd I'd love to hear about that because yeah i've seen i just seen uh i think i seen shannon had one i kind of looked at it but it was at somewhere we were busy so i just kind of glanced at it and i'm like fuck it looks pretty cool the frame looks awesome yeah. yeah um they're they're great um there's on their hundred size reel they have the bearings on the worm gear and did you recommend yeah that's okay. the first thing i i would want to switch out you yeah. know um but that's on any reel <laughs> you know because um, isn't isn't it like how many manufacturers make reels like, is there, like, you know, I know with bait companies, like, yes. there's only, like, five manufacturers that are doing everybody's baits, or... Yes, there are, I want to say, only three or four that make their own stuff in their own factories. Wow. Everybody else... I mean, you can... See, like that the Johnny Morris? just like that <laughs> Like the reel. Johnny Morris yeah. hit, and you're like, oh. You're like, that's that's the same reel, just different color. With that's a like Abu. I was a big... Well, the pen and the Abu, but uh-huh. I used to love Abu until it was like the clutches would go out all the time. Dude, and... Why? Why the fuck does it do that? I would cast, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you start hitting it, and then it close it. And then you gotta mm-hmm. hit it every time. There's a Daiwa, the, the new Lexas, Lexa T-Wings and Tatula's that clutch goes out all the time, but I have a fix for it. Awesome. So if you have one of those reels in your clutch, it's messing up message me. It's a cra- It's such an easy really? fix. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so I, and I have plenty of those parts in stock. Um, it's, it's just, I, I think a lot of engineers, I worked with quite a few of them, at both companies, you know, not super closely, but close enough. Um, 
a lot of them aren't used to the fishing that we do out here. Stuff isn't really designed for what we do. It's designed for freshwater guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Most of these 300 and 400 size reels were meant for musky fishing, not west coast calico you know and and even on the east coast now florida guys are starting to use them for throwing um jigs and and stuff for tarpon and dude those things hit so hard tarpon and snook are did you have you caught some i i hooked a tarpon (laughs) saw it jump it spit it so i didn't land that um but i've caught snook um dude like a freight train really but it's insane it, it, it's like somebody hits you with a sledgehammer, dude. You're just yeah. like, the hell was that? That's, you know? Yeah, I've heard the same from a couple people. Oh, my God, let me try it. Yeah. Um, with um, the reels, I did hear about like them testing over here. So Bobby tests, I think, the Lexa 300 with the mm-hmm. T-Wing. And he said f- they put it to the like rockfish, like beat the oh, shit yeah. out of it. I, I, uh, I got to test the prototype with some of the engineers they flew over from japan yeah uh we went down to mexico on a good yellowtail bite we're testing it on that and i mean this thing the like the raw prototypes are gnarly dude like because nothing's finished you know everything it it looks like somebody made it in their garage like a tank almost or something. dude yeah. it's gnarly um but it held up the only thing that that clutch um you know but it's just one of those things. Every I mean, reel. you've got to put up with something from a reel usually, and it's mm-hmm. like if that's the thing. I'm sure Bates is will have its thing later. Every, all of them have a little thing, yeah. which is my issue is how many things are there? If there's one I got to take care of, cool. If there's like this, 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 and this, well, fuck that. I'm not going to. And it's how the company deals with it. True. I've seen the the full spectrum of it. Yeah. Like no problem will take care of it to uh, – what were you doing to cause that? And it's, it takes so long to build your reputation. Yeah. It takes one or two seconds to destroy it. Oh, know? for sure. And for sure. I, I saw that firsthand with some of the warranty stuff when I was working in the industry that just, it can go so quick, dude. You know? So yeah. it, that's a big thing is how they handle it too, you know? So. Are you a big uh, uh, supporter of the T-Wing? I like the T-Wing just, um, I like it if I'm getting lazy and I wind up doing longer and longer top shots because then your knot's going through it. But when I'm fishing just a short leader, because that typically when I'm fishing the tournaments or whatever, it's very short. It doesn't even come in through your guides. But as you start cutting, getting bird's nest, breaking off, tangle, whatever, you know, you wind up putting longer and longer on. If that knot is on your spool, you have no issues because it'll go through the T-wing and it doesn't have that little ceramic plate on the outside. Like the Tranxes, um, they have that, the carotid, you know, and you can pop that ceramic off. Then there you go, fucking your lineup off. Yeah, and then you have to replace that that level wind, you yeah. know, um, and you have to, you literally have to completely disassemble a reel to switch that out. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the T wing. I think, I think it was a great invention. Um, do you think you to, get a longer cast from it or do you think not really? It's tough to say. Really? Um, I think 
in a perfect vacuum, yes. Um, but when you have wind and all of that, because what it would do for a longer cast is it would keep your line from getting friction on that level wind. Mm-hmm. So if it stays perfectly in the center and it doesn't hit any of the sides, then it, in theory, you would get a bit, a longer cast, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's in a perfect vacuum. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, but I, I, I like the design of it for sure. Especially, like I said, if you're fishing those longer, longer leaders. I, I, I think to me, maybe it's just like a thing, but I feel like I can cast that fucking 200, like a mile, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. With like whatever I got on. Yeah. What do you think about people changing the handles? Out? Have you looked at any of the handles? I have. Do you, uh, do you, I know there's certain like ones that are shittier and certain ones that are better. Do you think it makes, does it help at all? I mean, the bearing shit like that. Have you looked at all this? I think, I think it comes into play. Um, especially if you're changing the length of the handle, cause then you're changing the retrieve rate. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue I see mainly is you get these handles that say they're a direct swap and a lot of times they're not. Um, and they usually come with like four or five extra washers, but no instructions. Mm -hmm. So just Joe Schmo (laughs) trying to put this thing on thinks he has to use all of them. And then the nut that goes on top is only grabbing one or two threads. Then he's fishing, hooks a fish and his handle goes flying off. Yeah. Not only that, it strips your drive shaft, you know, so it, it, I, I'm not against switching handles. I've done it on a few of my reels. I actually have some aftermarket handles I send out for Talicas and okay. Fathoms and mainly for uh, like night jigging and, and that sort of stuff. Just beefier, won't bend type of stuff. Um, Cause the amount of torque you put on those things is nuts. Right. You know, especially <laughs> on some of the tuning they've been getting recently. Um, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of them have a good use, but then also a lot of them is just a visual thing. <laughs> I want a red handle. I want yeah. chrome. I want, you know, which yeah. that's all fine and good, but it doesn't necessarily enhance the performance of the reel. No, I have, you'll see, I have the ones with there. I have a couple of aftermarkets and I'm like, fucking things. I'm like, this shit does not hold up on this. <laughs> I'm like, this shit's all... <laughs> Spray yep. the WD forty in there. At least it works for the next fucking trip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's it's a preference thing too. Like a lot of people like the T bar style grip. A lot mm-hmm. of people would rather have the football, or a lot yeah. of people want round. Mm-hmm. People like the feel of EVA rather than aluminum. People like cork. Yeah. You know, so it's cool that it's at a point now where there's enough stuff out there that you can Put buy it. a reel and make it how you want it. Yeah. You know, it's not just cookie cutter everything's exactly the same so it's it's cool i just think they're they need to put more instructions on <laughs> the, the box you know yeah um because i'm sure there's a lot of frustrated people out there like i just bought this thing and it just came right off and you know no, um, same same so. uh what about bearings what do you recommend if people are like man i want to get some new bearings is there like a certain one you would recommend so i really like um as far as aftermarkets go, mm-hmm. I tend to use uh, Smooth Drag has bearings that they sell that are good quality. Um, I try and replace most Abbott 
bearings with those bearings because they make them in the bigger sizes. Uh, Speed spools awesome for ceramics, mm -hmm. but they only make small sizes. Okay. So a lot of like the conventional size stuff they don't use. So I I use a combination between the two. The ceramics are good for salt as well. Salt, yeah, okay. way better for salt. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna tend to be a little noisier just because of the construction of them. Yeah. Um, but you're typically gonna get longer casts, and they're gonna last a hell of a lot longer. Okay. So um, it's totally a preference thing. A lot of people want a completely silent reel. Then there's other people who couldn't give a shit about how it <laughs> sounds it as long as it casts. Yeah. Then there's other people who like, it's crazy, but there's people who like the feel of a, like a coffee grinder, like super rough gears. Cause they can feel the teeth. They like, they can feel what the reel's doing. So some people love that. Yeah. A lot of people want it butter smooth. So it's, it all just depends. That's, um, when somebody brings me a reel, I ask them, what do you want me to do to it? Yeah. You know, cause yeah. I, I can make it smooth. I can change bearings, you know, but yeah. it all depends. Like I'm not out to nickel and dime people. So I, whatever you want, yeah, you know, uh, you want to do custom stuff. I can, I can do that. I've tricked out some pins and newels and, um, there's a million options for those things, you know, mm -hmm. um, just depends on what, what the customer wants. Do you fuck with those newels a lot too? Do what? Do you fuck with those reels and the newels? Yes. Yeah. I, I have. Why did everyone love those reels so much? What was so good about Bulletproof. Them? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when we're talking about over-engineering stuff, they have just enough bearings <laughs> to get by. Not uh, like, dude, you're starting to get into now where they have, uh, some of these companies have springs supporting springs. And it's just like, it's Why do much. you think they're it's, doing it? It's just, just to... Have you fucked with the uh, the electric one yet? The little baitcaster? No. Where you get to like change? I think everything's done through your phone. Uh -uh. They have it in Japan. They had it like something where you can see like everything that's happening. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Oh, that's I want to hear about it. Like, uh, <laughs> no, I, I I haven't messed with one of those. I, I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> like, that's not even. You're fishing. gonna have to get into the tech part of it then. <laughs> like, the dude, like you have an app okay. that'll yeah. cast your reel for you. Pretty like, much. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> like those those are the guys you see out in the very center of the lake. Like you know, <laughs> they're not, not doing sonar. See, like that's not what fishing is. You know, <laughs> right? Like go out and cast it yourself yeah and, i mean i get electric reels for uh, commercial fishing i know like if i'm going rock fishing yeah i'll take a f i hate fucking rock fishing yeah but i like eating them sure so i'll and use electric tacos. reel all fucking day yeah <laughs> but when we're talking like you get into an electric bait caster like now you're talking about you're well i think this yeah. thing what it does is it, it change like the uh when you change like the um magnets you know you turn the thing sure it does brakes? that for you. The brakes for you. Oh, okay. So it does it in the reel, but you have an app and it tracks everything. I don't know. I've, I've just seen it, but, yeah. and there's like a battery you stick on it to like do huh. shit. I don't know. Crazy. Maybe it makes it so it's like, you'll never backlash or it fucking works with things. Sure. But that's really, who has that kind of fucking money? Like somebody <laughs> yeah. does. And the, the whole backlashing thing. I mean, um, everyone has different ways of doing the braking system, but, the, honestly, the SV braking system from Daiwa and the DC unit from Shimano, they do the same thing. You know, uh, one just makes a noise and the other doesn't, you know. but The way I did mine, I had uh, Gullies do my reels like a long time ago. He's like, 
man, are you, are you from like the fucking 80s? I'm like, why? He's like, the way you do your, I guess, because everyone uses the magnets. I use the the little knob stuff. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah. how I do it. And he's like, how did you, why you do that? I'm like, my uncle, he's old. Yeah. This is how he showed me how to do it. So I'm, that's what I fucking done. Yeah. But he's like, everyone uses the fucking magnet, the little yeah. knob. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I just, yeah. when it stops backlashing, I know it's good. That's yeah. All. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a few different ways you can do it. A yeah. lot of people use the uh, cast control cap near the handle to, but what that's doing, that's putting pressure on the actual shaft of your spool. With that, all you want to do is just tighten it enough to where you can't move the spool okay. from left to right. You really? Know? Yeah. And then you just use the fucking. Yep. Okay. The I, I mean, I I don't fish brakes at all. I just turn it all Fall off. Fall open, just done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're they're great for certain situations, you know. Yeah. Um, especially if you're on the water, wind picks up or dies down, oh, or yeah. you know. And if you're throwing really lightweight stuff, you know. I mean, shit. You know, the fishing I normally do, I'm throwing something really he- heavy, lead head, <laughs> one and, ounce or something. Uh, yeah. You know, so like the brakes don't. I I just don't really use them. Um, I just don't really do that finesse stuff much. I could. St- see how i would use it if i did more of that fishing but have you taken a look at any bfs reels yet i have i've serviced a few um just mini reels that's all it is pretty much you know it's like they got into that whole i think was it akuma that did it like the mini guide rods and mm-hmm. yeah, just getting smaller and smaller. it's all cyclical dude i mean <laughs> go small go big go small go yeah. big you know yeah. so Nothing's um, biting big anymore. Let's go small. Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my cup of tea. No, I you hear know? you. Yeah. I just fucking expensive shit, too. I just don't have <laughs> the money to fucking get another hobby that's yes. going to cost me another, you know, whole other set of fucking rods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tackle. Yeah, to, for sure. To use with it. Right. You know. Fuck. Well, I hope you fish the SBS this year. You get a chance to. It'd be cool. Yeah, I've, I've taken a few years off. It was... Uh, just tough with a newborn and i hear you, you know um I don't, I don't think my uh my partner is my old partner is going to be fishing it this next season um i haven't talked to him but uh we had a decent little run and it was fun and um uh, i like fishing the tournaments it's just it's time consuming yeah really time consuming especially if you pre-fish and, and gas now and fucking uh-huh. like dude that's one thing I didn't notice because I went from that 60 to 115. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's not a $30 trip to the wall anymore. <laughs> it's a little more money now. Yeah. Yeah. Gas. <laughs> we go faster, but it's like more money. Yep. Gaskets <laughs> crazy and entry fees and tackle. I mean, I, shit, there was one tournament. Uh, John and I wound up, we wound up getting second that tournament, which was great, but I probably lost six or seven full A rigs that <sighs> tournament. Like and all that's, with heads, that's all like with baits. Fucking uh, a rig full with heads. You're looking at 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, those those were all the Picasso ones. <sighs> well, you're looking more than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, so unless you're sponsored by Picasso, like that yeah. was all money out of the pocket to get that stuff, you know. So it, it just adds up. And with a yeah, a you're kid looking at and, probably like fucking four hundred bucks in a rigs, four hundred mm-hmm. bucks in a rigs, dude. Plus tails and mm-hmm. shit, dude. So it just uh, took a few years off, and it was a good, good little break. But um, I'd like to get back into tournament fishing. 
That'd be fun. Yeah. We should do it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do another one of those. Uh, I want to have to talk bangers. to Peck and see if we'll do something like that and, and uh, do maybe do next year, start doing a couple wall bangers. I know uh, Christmas time last year, the two years in a row, last year we did a, a little spotty tournament, me and Whack. Hmm. I think it was New Year's Eve we do it, or Christmas Eve. And we just go out. Long everyone Beach. puts in 20. No, Newport Arbor. Oh, okay. 20 bucks or something. Whoever takes it, takes it. It's fun. Yeah. Fuck That's off. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love spotty fish. Yeah. Though. Maybe next year if you want, or this coming year if you want to go, if you get the time out, we see who's available and do like three-man teams. Yeah. And just let me know. I'm yeah. down. I love spotty fishing. Well, for sure. And uh, plug where they can, if they want to uh, get real service by you, where can they oh, reach sure. you? Um, so easiest way to, to get a hold of me is real tweaks um, on Instagram and then real tweaks at gmail.com. Um, that's like I said, I'm not very technical savvy, so that's about it at the moment. But yeah. uh, working with some greater minds that can handle that stuff. So hopefully website soon. And That'd be cool, man. There'll be a ton of stuff people can look at to try to do upgrades and stuff. Yeah, right. and I'd, I'd love to get to a point where I could send out little service kits. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, have some more you do videos do, dude that's that's where i was that's going what you need to that. do a service kit and a video and uh-huh. kit. once you get the service kit this is what you do and you could you could uh, have that customized like tell me what reel you have exactly i'll get you a service kit and i'll do a video on your reel so, so every, you all you exactly saltwater guys you better it. be happy he just told you get a fucking spray bottle <laughs> spray it down and then light mist and then wipe it off and you're good to fucking go yeah i don't want to see any more fucking barnacles in the real soon this kid's bad you'll see mine are like that <laughs> <laughs> yay all right thanks again man i appreciate cool. it thanks for having me all right.